Hi everyone, welcome to the Kimono Health Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Kimono, and I am with Leticia. Thank you so much for tuning in. Without wasting any time, let's get into the topic. Okay, so in today's episode, we will be talking about imposter syndrome, right? And for those who don't know what imposter syndrome is, um, imposter syndrome is defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud, especially in your expertise. You feel like you are fooling people and that you actually don't know what you're doing right and imposter syndrome this proportionately affects high achieving people but not only i don't think it's only high achieving people i think it just affects people right Mm. and it makes them difficult it makes it difficult for them to accept their accomplishments and when I was doing my research, um, I realized that, not that I realized, but when I was doing my research, I found out that it mostly affects women more than men. Mm. Right? So I'm just going to start off by talking about my experiences with imposter syndrome. Um, since, since like, when I, when I was young, since primary school, high school, and even into university... I always felt like a fraud, right? So, like, even if we're in class and a teacher asked a question that students need uh, to answer, sometimes I would know the answer, but I wouldn't put my hand up to respond or answer the question because I always felt like I was a fraud. And then when the teacher would give the correct answer, I'd sit there and think, oh, wow, you know, I knew the answer. And even now, I'm still like that. I've been fortunate enough to be invited to speak on other people's podcast platforms. And every time they reach out to me or they would reach out to me, I always felt like, oh my gosh, like, do these people really see um, the value of my work? And I'll get so nervous and sometimes I'd want to pull out of it and not do it. And then I'll just, like, encourage myself, give myself affirmation to continue and to actually be on these uh, podcast platforms. And one person actually reached out to me to also be on their YouTube channel to talk about mental health. And I really felt like a fraud. I didn't believe in my expertise And so I bailed out and said I couldn't do it. So imposter syndrome is something that can affect you in a way that you even lose out on great opportunities. So that's why I decided to talk about this topic. And yeah, Letia, from your perspective, what is imposter syndrome and how has it affected you? I feel like it's the same way, like exactly how you've explained it. And I also feel like when you're born you're like if you look at little kids they're not afraid they're so confident they do what they love and i feel like we grow up to be told that we're not good enough you can't do this and i feel like imposter syndrome is like a trauma response Mm. so we don't want to you know 
fully go out there and do what we need to do. So that's what I feel imposter syndrome is. Because mm. I feel like if you nurture a child's character, personality, what they like, and you make them believe that they really are great, I feel like they can go out in the world believing that they can do and accomplish things. Even if they get a little scared, but they're not going to doubt who they are and what they can do. So I feel like it's a trauma response to the things that have been done and said to us. Yes. Yeah. Exactly that. When I did my research, that's exactly what they said. Because mm. I was trying to find out where exactly does it come from. And you've explained it very well. It literally comes from your childhood, how you were raised. And if you think about it, the fact that it affects mostly women... Mm. It's because little girls are raised different to boys. Mm. Boys are, you know, they call them the curious beings. They encourage them to be curious, to learn and grow. But with girls, it's always, no, mm. you can't do that. Girls don't do this. Girls don't do that. So when we grow up, when we're in a room, we feel like we're not good enough. Mm. We feel that we can't do this or say this. So it, that's where it it initially comes from. And then you grow up to be such a perfectionist that you don't see the great things you're accomplishing. Mm. Yeah. And you end up feeling like you're not bright and that you fooled people. Like mm. after doing something, like after presenting mm. or after speaking to people, you feel like you've fooled them. Mm. That's why encouraging each other and affirming each other is so important. Mm. Like it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, because it's okay. Like, we can affirm ourselves, we can encourage ourselves, but it's also nice to have people around you who notice what you do. Mm. Yes, mm. have a community of people who support you. Mm. Like, every time when I've been invited to talk on other podcast platforms, mm. like, when we're done doing the plat the podcast episode, the person who interviews me is always like, Oh my God, Sarah, you did such an amazing job. That was so great. I loved every minute of it. The things you said. And when they say these things to me, I really, I don't believe them. Mm. It's like, are you just saying this to be nice or you actually think that? Because I feel like I've fooled everyone. Mm. But at the same time, people don't see and hear us the way we see and hear ourselves. Yes. Mm. I've even read something that the way you see yourself from someone else's point of view, they see you 10 times prettier than mm. what they see you. So it could also be in the sense of even... It could also be in the sense of what you're achieving and what you're doing. Masakal? No, we just had a little earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, what was I saying before the earthquake? Um, you you were saying you read something that when someone looks oh, at yes, you... Oh, yes, yes. So it's in the same way, like, how we present our talents and our skills and how we perform at work. Maybe other people see it ten times better than what we actually see, our performance, our skills and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Hmm. I really agree with that and and yeah like and you know I'm part of a non-profit organization 
and my work day is to help with like mental health and psychological help and even there I feel like a fraud Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like a fraud like sometimes even in meetings like I won't say anything because I feel like I sound like a fraud like I don't know what I'm talking about but then when I do the work and I present my work like, everyone is always so amazed by it. Like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. And then I'm just like, really? You really think that's amazing? So, yeah, now that we've spoken about that, like, how do you think we can deal with it? Or how have you dealt with imposter syndrome? You know, this is a podcast and we're sharing a human experience, which means we're not always going to have the answers. We're not always going to be on the right track. So I would say that I'm an imposter and if I'm being honest, I'm not doing anything to challenge my imposter syndromes. Like, it's not even something that I've set myself, like, I know it's there, but I haven't set myself down like, okay, we need a plan on how to move forward from this. I would just live in my fraudery, if that's even a word. (laughs) But you're not an imposter. Well, it, well, everyone else from their point okay, of view would tell I, you that you're not an imposter. But, but you feel as like an individual, you will feel like, like an, an imposter. imposter. So and, from, and you feel that you haven't done anything. Okay, so from where I'm sitting, I'm an imposter. Yeah. But then what do you do when you're in a room? Mm. Like if you're in a room of people and you have to present yourself. Like in that moment and you're feeling like an imposter... Like, do you tell yourself anything in that moment like, to I overcome to, it? Or you just do what you need to do and then... Like, I'm in a room and I have to present myself in what way? Like, even when you used to do public speaking. Mm. I don't know if you felt like an imposter then, but I'm just saying we can use that scenario. Mm. You're doing public speaking, you're about to um, perform or you're about to present mm. and you feel like a fraud. Like, you feel like... The way so, you speak, your knowledge that you're about to pass you see, on. The thing about public speaking is, it's like a relay. So if you don't deliver, you literally bring your team down. So for me, it wasn't about me. It was about, I have to deliver because I'm going to bring my team down and I don't want them to speak bad on me or talk bad or down on me. So it was mostly for my members and I didn't think of myself as an individual like... Mm-hmm. I need to do this for Leticia or if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because the reason why I wanted to also like, I asked that question is because um, most of the work that we do, mm. I don't think it's going to stay where it is. Mm. I think we're going to find ourselves and we already are finding ourselves around people where we have to speak and show them what we have who mm. we are and stuff and i know imposter syndrome will oh it come, comes it, it, it comes come to play. play i don't know if imposter syndrome is a self self-sabotaging yes it? i feel okay like that. i feel like yeah. it's the same thing so if it's in that aspect then even when it comes to speaking i realize that i'm so behind like i don't know how to communicate with people yeah and it makes me feel so terrible yeah you know like a few weeks back i met someone who was really cool and like they're really talkative and stuff and i just uh, Mm. like 
I can't get myself to like speak to them and yeah. I just feel awkward around them and yeah. I just want to avoid them and yeah you just like freeze like I get that sometimes you just freeze and your mind goes blank and you're like why am I not saying anything why can't I think of anything yeah I like, I even made a conscious decision like you know what I want to ride this thing of life on my own <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you can't live on your own, as it, we are social <laughs> beings. Yeah, we are social beings. As much as the world is is becoming more individualistic, mm. we at the end of the day we are social being. We actually need each other to survive. You know, like it's not even a you know joke. What's crazy when we used to watch Real Housewives and. There would be a new girl. We don't like new people, you know. They always mm. used to get upset, like when someone new came. Like we can't have someone new. And recently, I was sitting and I was thinking, the people that I have in my life right now, like whoever knows me right now, mm. and I speak to them, is enough for me. Like I'm not interested in, in getting to know <laughs> new people. Well. I think it's the imposter in me speaking. Mm. But yeah, I was like thinking the other night, like the people that I have right now are enough. Mm. Yeah. Because yesterday someone sent me a message and I was like, we're not cool like that. You're not my friend. I have my people. Why are you messaging me? Mm. So I don't know if I'm being weird or if I'm being mean, but I felt like the people that I have right now, like the people who I don't mind mm. texting to, calling, like they were enough for me. Or am I am I not speaking about imposter syndrome anymore? No, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> like you want to, av- you're avoiding people now. You're avoiding. You feel like a fraud. Wait, let me say this. The person who texted me yesterday made me realize that the people that I have currently right now are enough for me. Mm, okay. Yeah. I felt like, why do you want to come in my mm, space? Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Okay. I see what you're saying. and I see your experience and where you're coming from. Like, I want to have a moment with the people that I have right now. Like, cherish them and they cherish me before I expand myself. I don't know if that makes sense. Before you expand yourself? Yes, to, like, other other people. Okay. Okay. I see. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, dealing with imposter syndrome. I think... um. One way of dealing with imposter syndrome is you have to you have to journal or write down your wins, the things you've done. So, for example, like how I spoke about, um, someone asked me to be on the YouTube platform to talk about mental health and wellness, and I declined because I felt like an imposter. If I, if I had a tracker or if I have a tracker of all the times that I actually did it and I did such an amazing job, um, go back to the podcast interviews that I've done with other people, listen to it and stuff, it would help me move forward and grow. So it's always good to have a track of all your accomplishments, whether small or big, 
it's good to track them down so that every time you feel like a fraud you can just go back and be like but look i did this i did that because usually these things the way we feel like and all these doubts that come into our heads they're not facts right you've reached where you've reached because of your hard work and everything you've accomplished that's why you are where you are so that's the first thing like just acknowledging your wins Mm. and when you are in a room and you feel like an imposter you don't run away from it Mm. take the opportunity with both hands and own the room affirm yourself that you actually belong in that room you belong where the rest of the people are right because you're in a room like imagine me if i'm in a room with other people who are psychologists mental health um advocates and stuff i'm probably gonna feel like oh my gosh these people are better than me but the fact that i'm in that room i have to own that room Mm. I'm not lesser than the people in that room. Mm. I worked hard to be in that room. So I belong in that room. And I'm going to own that space. Mm. Yeah, And I feel like also you with imposter syndrome, you must teach yourself to say yes to opportunities mm-hmm. and no to things that you don't want to say. Yeah. No to things that you want to say no to. Yeah. 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 I, I'm actually going to use this example again. So, yesterday someone texted me. And mm. I, I'm not going to lie. This person made me so angry. Like, mm. why are you texting me? Mm. And it made me realize mm. that I'm always quick to, like, sacrifice myself for others. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings or but I made the decision, I'm like, I'm not going to text her back. And till today, I haven't texted her back. And I'm not going to respond to her. And I feel like that's a way of me beating imposter syndrome. Since I didn't give an example of one. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. I think we said all that we could about imposter syndrome. And how we've dealt with it. And how we've experienced it. And. Yeah. I think we've given what we need to say about imposter syndrome. It's some, it's, a, it's something that I, I feel like. As humans. I don't know if you could ever get over it. I'm sure you can. I'm sure some people have gotten over it. But with imposter syndrome. It doesn't matter who you are you're most likely going to experience it. I'm sure even Beyonce experiences imposter syndrome. The thing about imposter syndrome is you have to fake it till you make it. Mm, mm. I'm sure. Like, I remember um, this year's Coachella, when Billie Eilish ended her show, she was like, thank you everyone for coming out. I'm sorry I'm not Beyonce. And it was just like, Okay, Beyonce is an amazing artist. You're also an amazing artist in your own path. But when she made that statement, you can tell that even someone like her, being in front of thousands of people, performing at a place like that, at the end of the show, she she made a statement like that. Instead of acknowledging 
her own work, what she did, what she gave to the people. She brought Beyonce into this, like, right? That's imposter syndrome. Mm. Even when you're doing something amazing, you probably have other people at the back of your mind who you think are doing better than you. Mm. Yeah. Who are progressing better than you. Who know it well better than you. Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. That's why it's very important to affirm yourself. It's important. And to also have other people yeah, around you. you. Yeah, that's you. what I wanted to and say. And to also be honest with people if you're feeling like an imposter. Yeah, you should let them know. For example, I made a friend like, I don't know, mm. a few weeks back. And I literally let them know that I feel so awkward and I feel like I'm wasting your time and I'm just going to like sabotage the whole thing. And this friend told me you're overthinking everything Mm. it's okay so you must also have that conversation so that Mm. you both know where you're sitting at Mm. like okay i'm doing fine and then you can continue Mm. and then you can be yourself instead of blowing everything up and Mm. then you feel like the biggest dirtbag yeah so let people know if you're feeling like an imposter but that's if you feel comfortable with them and something depends on the environment it depends on the environment. If, for example, I have to go for an interview, I can't sit in front of the interviewers and be like, oh, by the way, guys, before this interview starts, I feel like an imposter. I feel like I actually don't know my work. And I, <laughs> yeah, but it depends you on can't the say that because then they'll look at you like, okay, then why are you here? Mm. And you're like, you know, I know my job, but, you know, it just feels like I don't know my job. Like, when you go for a job interview, you have to pull your socks up, do what you need to do. If, and sometimes you have to do something without knowing what you're doing. Exactly. And sometimes you might be invited to network with other people, right? You know, room and you have to network with people, get to know people, get connections and stuff. And you have to speak about what you know, your your expertise. Expertise, like, you're not going to stand in front of all those people and be like... Hey, by the way, well, it it depends who you meet. It depends, but some, yeah, I guess it depends. But I think sometimes human beings are not very nice. They're not very welcoming of someone being so open like that. Like, hey, by the way, I feel like an imposter. That's why I said it must be someone you feel comfortable with, someone you trust. And you know they're going mm. to reciprocate back. Like, it's okay, I got you. Mm. You know, mm. I'm okay with you. I'm fine with the way you are. Not if you're going to tell them, oh, I feel awkward. I feel like say, oh, well, you are a piece of trash, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode about imposter syndrome. I hope it was relatable to you listening to this and that most of us experience this and that you're really not alone it's all about tracking your accomplishment it's about surrounding yourself with people who see you for what you are and what you do it's about affirmations and just keep going higher and higher and higher thank you so much for listening please follow kimono creations on instagram and also follow kimono health on instagram and please don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Ciao! Bye!